Dennis, whenever you're saying that 53% of all money belongs to Christians, I'm wondering, like, I'm wondering, do they, do they actually have the money, or is it going through them? You know, because it should be going through them. <laughs> and if they have 53% of all the money, I don't, you know, I'm sorry, but I really start wondering, are they really Christians? You know, like, it's it's sad to say, but but like, are they supposed to have that much money? Are they supposed to keep it? I don't know. I'm just wondering, why, why do we have so many fundraisers and, 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 and people asking, hey, give for this, give for that, give for that. And 53%, you could, like, you could, you know, provide for whole Africa and every single other country and everybody in need could have what they need and, and everybody could hear the word of God probably within a week. I don't know. It's weird. So hopefully it goes through them. Hopefully they don't have the 53%. <laughs> but, you know, every time I come here, I, I feel like, like today, honestly, like after praise and worship and you feel God here and, and, and I'm like, man, I, I, I feel like I want to go, you know, do a backflip, you know. <laughs> it's like, as I remember that scripture that says, you know, the lame will walk, you know, and blind shall see, and, you know, those who couldn't do backflips will be able to do backflips. <laughs> like, but I'm not going to do it because I just, you know, I, I don't want to break something. It would be stupid if it's just, you know, for doing a backflip. But really thankful, very thankful to God that we have this place, that we have, that we know him that, we are not in a nightclub right now, and we're not in ISIS, and we're not somewhere else doing some crazy things. Guys, it, it is real. <laughs> the thing is, it is real. You talk to people, and, and I, I, I'll tell you this. As soon as it clicked into 2015, it's like people went loose, you know, even at work. Like, I don't know why people just start to initiate conversations mocking God, just completely defiling everything that's holy. Just just talking trash about marriage and, and kids and, and, and doing good and Christians. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's like we heard about those, you know, I don't want to go into revelations and all of that, you know, the prophecies and end times and all of that. But like we heard about four blood moons and the eclipse right, right in the middle. And, and you're wondering, like, what if, like, what if that clock is really ticking really, really, really loud? What if there's something this year? You know, I, I'll I'll be honest with you. I like selfishly, <laughs> like finally this whole thing, like it's it's already dis- destroyed. You know, it's like who cares? Just you know, burn it all off and let's go to Jesus. <laughs> I'm just like I'm in. I'm on that boat. You know, let's just go. <laughs> but but it's like you look at people and they're like they're going nuts. People were just going nuts about Ebola, and I was having a really good time because, you know, I was like, they talk about Ebola, and I go and I tell them, man, this is such a horrible thing. It could just kill you, and might, you might not know about it. And then, you you know, you look at yourself in the mirror, and you start bleeding out of the eyes and nose, and, and it's just people are like, oh, and they're like, aren't you afraid of it? I'm like, no. Like, even if I die from Ebola, that must be God's will, because I love God, I pray to God, and, you know, it's like my whole family dies from Ebola, dies from Ebola okay, you know? And they're like, no. <laughs> really good kitchen conversations at work, right? <laughs> but 
I don't know. I just, I just, I just, I'm supposed to talk about something else, but I just, I just feel like if you look at this world, like you read the news, just sometimes I, I, I mean, like, like that thing happened in France last week. Then, then I was reading like somebody was plotting to kill the house speaker. I was like, really? And I mean, people, some people say it's a joke. Some people say it's real. And now they're like in, in Belgium, they, 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 you know, they're pretty much discover like, 25 plus terrorist groups, right? And 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 you know they found some people in of ISIS-related people in here in America, and and then you start thinking, if God takes away that protection, if God takes away His shield, if if there is if there is if there is a wall that has been breached, then who can stop? I mean, if if God doesn't protect, then who? can stop. What is it all about? I mean, what, what do we have? <laughs> we were reading at our group last week. What, is, what do we have that wasn't given to us by God? What do we have? Does any one of you has anything that they can say, I made it, or I got it, I gave it to myself? You guys have nothing. I have nothing. I mean, we'll be, we'll be going. I'm sorry, but we'll be leaving this earth naked. That's it can't take anything, you know? I've been thinking recently, I've been looking at things, and I was like, I was thinking, how well does it burn, you know, at a lot of things? You know, it's like, how well would it burn up? <laughs> and it's like, and you think about it, like, not a lot of things would, would last in, in the terms of eternity. Not a lot of things. But anyway, I, I would love to talk about it more. But let's... Let's talk about harvest. I, I think God has something to tell us about about that. And, and you know, it's like I, I don't know how many chapters I read through today and yesterday. It feels like a couple of weeks worth of Bible reading plan. <laughs> it's just like, and you just put everything into your notes, and you're like, I want to talk about this and this and this and this. And then you're like, no, this is going to take, like, until midnight. So let's just cut it out. <laughs> but first of all, let's. Let's pray and thank God and and God we God we're here because of you God and and we're here for you Lord and and we know it's only only through you and from you God that we are here that 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 we even can listen and understand and and that we can even have strength and and grace and mercy to come here Lord to to not be somewhere else but to make a decision to come here Lord I thank you that you are with us I thank you that you love us I thank you that you speak to us Thank you, Father, that, that you give us all of those great things, that you give us those gems, those pearls, God, that, that the world wants to have, but they don't even know where to look, God, sometimes. And we need to tell them that, God. We need to show them, God. We need to be that light, God. And, Father, we just bless your name, and we just, we just, we are ready to accept from you, God, including, including me. I will speak, but I will, I'm, I'm here to accept from you, God, because if you don't speak, then it doesn't matter doesn't matter, all the preparation, everything else doesn't matter. Lord, just, just speak to us and change us and, and make us different after today and make us different for tomorrow. God, just transform our lives. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. So, the victory is from the Lord, right? If we will receive anything, just ahead of time. I'm, you know, I'm just the horse prepared and, you know, God brings the victory. God brings his presence. God, God does all of those things, not me. I titled the message today, 
I, I love, I, you know, I just love saying it, the Lord of the harvest, you know. I don't know why, but I just love calling our God Lord and Master and whatever, you know, all of those great, amazing, authoritative things. I just love it. I don't know. It's just, to me, it's just like, you know, like, you know, just honey to me, you know, just so sweet. And I just, I just love it. I just, I don't know. I, I love it. And one thing that I wanted to cover real quick before we start is I wanted to double check that we are here and we remember, you know, what our foundation is. It's not, it's not, it's not Dima, it's not our pastor, it's not this church, it's not, it's not, um, you know, Fridays, it's not, you know, the cookies after the, after the services, it's not prayer, it's not, it's not, it's not, you know, reading the Bible plan, just the Bible plan itself. It's not all of those things. Our foundation is what's written in 1 Corinthians 3.11. It says, for no, for no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. You know, if we, if we have that, I'll tell you this. I, I, it's pretty strong words, but I just want to tell you this. You, it won't be that situation, you know, when we were reading today, right? It says, you know, we, were, we mourned to you, but you didn't cry. We, you know, played the flute, but you didn't dance with us. We won't have this. You know, if you'll come here and you say, my foundation is Jesus Christ, we have truth. People are speaking truth here. You won't leave and say, what was that? I mean, I didn't get anything. I don't understand what they were talking about. And it's like, it, it, you know, praise and worship, I don't like those songs. I like, you know, more like jazzy or, you know, more rock and roll or something like that. It's like, Everything will be fine to you. You will extract gold from everything you find here. So I just want to say that our foundation is Jesus Christ, and everything we say here and everything we, we, we talk about is, is, is based on that. So if you don't receive anything from, from anything today, just ask yourself, is, that, is Jesus Christ my foundation? Is that how I'm looking at things? Is that, am I looking at things through him? So, I wanted to just do a quick overview. I, I've never gotten those, but the Lord was amazing. He gave me an overview of four things that I want to talk about today. <laughs> never could do that for some reason, but today I can't. So I'm so excited. Um, first thing that I want to say is, uh, and we'll talk about them a little bit more, is that Jesus, or God, it, he, he is the Lord of the harvest. And, and harvest is his personal matter. Number two, is that, you know, since there can only be one Lord, that makes all of us slaves, you know, servants. However you want to call that. Whether we want it or not. Third is that harvest is, is really, really, really big. I mean, we don't even begin to understand how big and endless it is. And there is no time for stopping. And number four is, and nobody likes it. I don't like it. I mean, it doesn't make me feel good. But the responsibility lies with us. You know, it's, it's on us. Ultimately, we are responsible. And we'll talk about it. I know that some of these things sound like out of a different universe. But, but it is true. In Luke 10, 1 through 2, our first two verses, it says, After these things, the Lord appointed 70 others also, and send them two by two before his face into every city and place where he himself was about to go. Then he said to them, The harvest is truly 
The harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. As I said, you know, there can be two lords, one Lord. One thing that God told me today when I was reading that is he said, the harvest is mine, but what we often forget is that the harvest that belongs to the Lord needs the Lord that owns that harvest. You know, it's like we often think that it, it's us. We need to go preach and say a good word and, you know, show them some things and, and you know, show how much we know and, you know, quote some ancient Greek and, you know, stuff like that. It doesn't work. It's, it's really they need Lord. And in Isaiah 9, 2, it says, The people who walk, walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. We only have light if God is, if God is in us. It's only if we spend time with him, only if we, if we get ourselves filled with him, that we can go and, and, bring, and bring light to others. And I was, another thing I want to mention real quick is, you know, what harvest is, right? Like, I, oftentimes we think, I don't know about you, I, I think about harvest and I'm thinking, so harvest, if it's ready, that means that they are happy people, like, you know, they're family, you know, men and women, and, and they have good children and, you know, their finances are in place and their health is in check and all that stuff is good. It's just that they're waiting for somebody to go and tell them, hey, you need Jesus. And they're like, that's right. That's one thing I was missing. Thank you. Now I'm complete. Okay, that's it. Harvest was, you know, right? No. It is oftentimes broken, lost, people that are disgusted with their own life, people that want to be dead, people have everything fallen apart. And what's in common of these two views is that, you know, in the other view, they're missing Jesus. And in this view, you know, everything is, everything is going down the hill, but they're still missing only one thing, and it's Jesus. Okay? So, Luke, two, uh, Luke 10, 2, we just read that. It says, we need to pray the Lord for the, for the, um, you know, for, for him to send the workers, right? Because the harvest is great, and we are just, we need to pray to, to pray um, for him to send out the workers. And I was like, did you ever guys think, like, what is that? I mean, like, like you are the Lord. You can send out the workers, and you tell us to, pr- you know, to pray for you to send the workers. Like, like, <laughs> like just send them, you know? <laughs> like, it's, like, it's like I would go to my kids and say, kids, um, you know, you know, go, please beg me to go to work, you know, like, I, <laughs> I just go, get up and go to work, right, um, but it's not so easy, apparently, and, and I found the answer nowhere else but in Isaiah 6, 8, and it says, also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send, and who will go for us, then I said, here I am, send me, and then it just clicked, <laughs> I was like, Isaiah is praying to the Lord of the harvest, send me. It's not, it's not praying to God. God, go send Dennis to go and preach, you know, or, or send Christina or go send somebody else. It is about praying to God to send yourself for him to send you. You know, I was like, wow, that, <laughs> that verse is really good. It even became better. <laughs> but it's like, it's, 
We are to pray to send us, to send the servant, to send the workers, to send the doers. And he sends, you know, he says that he is the Lord of harvest, and that makes us servants. But then something else we read in Matthew 25, 31 through 34. Actually, all the way through 46, but we're not going to read it. I'm just going to paraphrase it. Verse 31 says, When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him. Notice, all the nations will be gathered before him. Nobody will decide, hey, I'm going to stay in my own country, you know, whatever. I'm doing my own thing. Everybody will come before him. And he will separate them from one another as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. And he will set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then the king will say to, to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. I mean, that alone is just a big reward. You know, that's amazing. But I don't want to talk about that right now. He says, Come, you blessed of my father, right? And then he says, For you have seen me in jail and visited, and when I was sick, you came, and when I was hungry, you fed me, and I was thirsty, you, you gave me a drink, and all that stuff. And they're like, when did we do this? Like, no, we didn't do it. And then, and then when, you know, we're like, oh, we're smart. We know that you're just talking figuratively and all that stuff. You know, it's like, we know that we went to visit that guy in jail, and he represented you. We are, you know, so theologically inclined, right? But, but then... But then the goats come around, and they're like, he goes, you know, go away. Depart from me, you cursed. Because I was in jail. You didn't come to me. I was thirsty. You didn't give me a drink. You didn't feed me. You didn't, you didn't help me when I was sick. You, none of that stuff. And they'll be, what do you mean we didn't, right? And, and, and you think, I mean, this is so simple. Why is he talking about it? Just say that, you know, one will go to hell and one will go to heaven. But what he's, what he's saying here is very, very interesting. You know, the, the thing is, like, I, I almost started to put together a table, you know, what goats, what goats say and what lambs say, all right? And, and I, was like, I was like, goats would go and say, you know, I'm so happy I gave, I have 20 bucks a day, you know, it's awesome. And, and, and then I also, you know, in church I saw this, you know, little, piece of paper laying on the ground, and I picked it up and threw it into the garbage can. Awesome. And, you know, I also was pretty, you know, not, not too angry with that guy that cut me off on the road. And, you know, it's all pretty good, you know. Like, I like it, you know. And the lambs would say, like that, like that like tax collector, they were beating themselves and saying, Lord, forgive me, for I am a sinner. See, there's two different views. <laughs> one, one thinks that anything is enough and good, and the other, the goats, right? And the other one says, I am, I'm a slave worthy of nothing. I'm a sinner. I'm so low. I'm not doing enough. I'm just, just, just not even worthy of you. Two different, two different groups, right? And it, it seems pretty easy and, you know, pretty straightforward in the beginning. But when you think about it, there's so much more we can add. How many, how many times we, we start patting ourselves on the back for just doing things. I mean, like, you know, Dennis was even talking about, like, go and compare what you gave last year and this year. I'll be honest, some people will look and, you know, they will see, I gave, you know, last year I gave, you know, 100 bucks. This year I gave 100 and 
you know, five bucks, that's good. You know, that's better than last year. That's all that matters, you know. And then, but others will go and look and say, who cares that I gave this? I mean, like, all of it is, is, is his. I need to give everything. I, like, what do you want me to do with everything I have right now? Do you want me to just go and start giving it away, giving it away? You know, it's like two different set, two different mindsets. And I hear this everywhere, you know. I can, I'm sorry, but I, it's, it's pretty easy to, you know, to know when it's a goat speaking and when it's a lamb speaking, you know. A goat is always, is always talking about how much he or she has done. And, and the lamb is like always unhappy because not enough and there's so much more to do. And why we're not doing that and this stuff. And yeah, I, I know some people like that. And it, it's hard to be around them because it's like they're pushing you all the time. <laughs> it's like, like I want to relax. But they will be led by the Spirit of God and they'll come to you. You know, bae, you cannot, cannot sit down. There's more work to do. And it's, I'm thankful for those sheep. I, I want, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm a sheep to somebody. I hope I am. Remember that story, you know, when, when it says good and faithful servant and then lazy and wicked? What's the third option there? You remember, guys? None, right? <laughs> there is no. There is none. It's, and it's, you know, pretty, two pretty good extremes. Good and faithful, and we start smiling, and then lazy and wicked, right? Wicked, hypocritical, you know, you're telling yourself, I was doing good, you know, back off, that's enough, tell on me, or good and faithful, who was doing good and he was faithful and he was coming through over and over and over, hey, can you do this, okay, can you do this, okay, can you do that, okay, and we all know, you know, we all know when we are like that and where we're not, right, it's like, can you do this, um, well, I have something else to do, and then, you know, you go watch movies or, you know, play games or or sit on Facebook, right? Or, or you say, oh, no, I can do this. And then you, you know, get four hours of sleep again, right? So number three is uh, the harvest, right? It's, it scares me to think that just really really sad to think that what if what if not all of the harvest will be will be gathered in because I just didn't want to go because I didn't want to pray because I didn't want to give money because I did not want to get out of where I'm comfortable just because I'm comfortable can you imagine like what I just 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 for a second, uh, let's just, you know, it helps us to exaggerate things, right? So, you know, we'll look at Dennis, right? And I'm standing here right now. And uh, imagine that there's hell under me and a trap door, okay? And, and there's, you know, a mechanism that's sticking, one minute left. I can't move. And Dennis just needs to get up and turn it off, okay? We know Dennis is famous for, you know, trap doors, <laughs> It's like, and he just doesn't want to get up because, you know, somebody texting him something. He wants to respond, you know. And I'm standing here. I have one minute left. And Dennis just doesn't want to get up. 
<laughs> it just doesn't want to stop that clock. And it just, and I'm gone. I mean, it's silly, right? But, but somebody has three years. The clock is ticking, and Dennis still needs to get up, or I need to get up, or Demon needs to get up, or somebody else of you, you know, in the very back row, <laughs> doesn't matter where you're sitting, needs to get up, and you don't. And devil is just like, all right, just 30, 30 days left, one day left, 30 minutes left, 30 seconds, the person is gone. Right? It, it's, it's, it's like, yeah, of course, Dennis should get up, right? He should go and stop that wicked thing. But, but then God is keep, keeps telling us, you know, go tell your neighbor. Go tell somebody in school. Go tell somebody at work. Go tell somebody. Sometimes it's the same person for a month. And then you see their life just, just, just goes down the hill. And just because I didn't go. Just because somebody didn't want to get up. Just because somebody didn't want to do a simple thing. So it, it scares me. And, and I'll tell you this. I just want to, like Paul said, like neither the one who sows nor the one who waters is anything but the Lord who grows. So it's not really us. I mean, we don't need to care what to say. We don't need to care. I just, like, really, just go. Like, every time, every time I need to preach, I'm like, what am I going to say? How am I going to do this? Like, every time I come here, like, a few minutes before I come here, it's like God's presence comes, and, 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 and he's here, and he's speaking. And, and, you know, if you guys are not getting, I'm getting something for sure. <laughs> so, a few more verses. Luke 10, 3 to 4. Just kind of to get an idea of this, of, of how we are to approach this harvest that's way too great. It says, Go your way. Behold, I send you as lambs among wolves, which means don't try to prove anything to anybody. Just, just go do your thing. Carry neither money bag, nap snack. What's that? <laughs> I don't know what that is. Nor sandals. And greet no one along the road. You don't need money. You don't need no nap snack, whatever that is. <laughs> Does anybody know what that is? Backpack? Okay, you don't need the backpack. You don't need sandals. Like, what? Really? Go without sandals? And greet no one along the road. You know, every time I try to go, like in the office, I try to go somewhere. I can just to the kitchen, get tea, come back. You know, need to do this work real quick and, and just somebody will just stop by and, and just chase you and walk back after you and you, like, hey, how how's your day? Hey, 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 hey. And I was like, he wants to talk. <laughs> it's like, and like I remember the scripture, like greet no one, just like, you know, go, go like this. Just maybe they'll think you're crazy or you're in a bad mood and they'll you know, leave you alone. I don't know. But it's like, it's like, don't worry about getting enough money. Don't worry about, you know, packing up. Don't worry about, like, getting things in order, you know, even necessities, like sandals, right? Everybody needs them. Don't worry about it. Just go and make sure you don't, you don't, you don't get distracted on the way. Because I'll tell you that we get distracted very easily. Very easily. Matthew 10 5 through 10, actually 7 through 10, it says, 
And as you go, preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Very simple, right? Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, all, you know, regular stuff. Cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. Provide neither gold nor silver nor copper in your money belt, nor bag for your journey, no two tunics, no, nor sandals, nor staffs, for a worker is worthy of his food. Pretty much, you know, it's like not, not, don't want to say this, but really, like, if you have food, you can preach. <laughs> like, that's about it. It's, it's like, that's really what Jesus is saying. He, was, he said, foxes have, you know, a place to go, and, and the, you know, I'm going I'm I'm to be sleeping nowhere today. Are you okay with that? Is that good enough accommodation for you? Yes? Okay, let's go. You know, zero-star hotel. How about that? <laughs> Nobody would go, but... but you know, but Jesus went, and I believe we will go. Second Corinthians eleven twenty three through twenty nine, Paul talks about about everything he has to go he had to go through. Because are they are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more in labors, more abundant in stripes, above measure in prisons, more frequently in death, often. From the Jews, five times, and it just goes on and on to just talk about a crazy list of stuff. And, you know, it's hard for us to, like, fast for three days, but he says, in weariness and toil and sleeplessness often, and hunger and thirst and fastings often, cold and nakedness, besides the other things. I'm just like, you pretty much named all the bad and horrible things, right? Like, what do you mean besides the other things? What else is there? And it's like, you read couple times he mentions 40 stripes minus one they it was it took 40 40 times to strike somebody to kill them to death that was considered death penalty 40 times so they just gave him one less to you know it's not a death penalty okay and and i mean just some of those things yeah you know i heard i i heard a teaching about you know the things that he actually had to go through it's like certain sort of some of those things that they're talking about, like you know how he they crushed his heels, you know, foot heels three times. They crushed it completely. And he mentions that he was in death multiple times, and it's and it's just amazing. Same person says, not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may hold of that for which Christ had also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting the, those things which are behind and reaching toward. And he just talks about just going for the price. of. It's like, you have not attained? <laughs> like, I mean, somebody, you know, cusses at us for, for talking to them about Jesus, and we're like, oh, I need rehab, you know, rehab after this. It's like, really? <laughs> I don't know. It's like, you think about this. I mean, it just blows your mind. Like, really? You think that you haven't, you haven't done enough? Shipwrecks and all that. Like, think about Paul. He came to Rome. He was like, you know, he, he knew he could be freed in Jerusalem. And he goes, no, I appeal to the emperor. Because in his mind, it was like, man, if I don't do this right now, they, they will let me go. I won't be able to go to Rome. I have to go to Rome. <laughs> so just do whatever. You know, like, no, I, I don't want you to free me. <laughs> Think about it. I mean, if we would go into jail for Christ, 
wouldn't we just take the first chance to get out? I mean, it's not a bad reason to, you know, vent and justify it. You know, just get out. You're all good. And I'm talking about things I'm questioning myself when I talk about this. I just ask myself questions. Now I think Jesus, when he was talking, I think that was when he was talking to the Samaritan woman, says, in the meantime, his disciples urged him, saying, Rabbi, eat. But he said to them, I have food to eat of which you do not know. That's one of those interesting conversations. And the disciples go, did anyone bring him to eat? And Jesus said to them, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Do you not say, there are still four months, and then comes the harvest? Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields, for they are already white for harvest. It's like he says, four months, it's now. <laughs> it's like, don't think four months. And, and look at what Jesus said. He said, my food is to do the will of my Father. It's like, how, can you tell me how can you equate one to the other, right? That I'll, I'll tell you that I think I can. I know, I remember those moments. You do certain things for God. You do, you fulfill what God has called you to do. And you're like, man, I don't even care for food. <laughs> like, I don't care. I could not eat for another day, you know, or two days. If I could keep just going and doing this, if I would even die doing this, it would be, it would be awesome. It would be like food. You know, you feel full and satisfied. Another one is in Ezekiel 33, 1 through 9. It says, and I'm not going to read it, but it says, talks about, you know, how God is, very interesting verses. I would read through them like word by word. There are interesting things there that I, I, I'm not going to mention right now. But it's, it pretty much says that if, if we don't warn the person that God tells us to warn, then the blood is in our hands. I don't know what exactly it means. I don't know if like it's blood for blood and if we will, you know, not go to heaven because we haven't warned somebody. I, I don't know, but I don't want to take chances. I, I'll be honest with you. It's like if you, you know, he compares it to a watchman, right? If you are standing, can you imagine you, you, you're standing, you know of a plot to, you know, to do you know, some terrorist attacks, right? Just imagine. It's, it's relevant today. You know ISIS is going to strike like 10 cities in America, and you are the only one who was given that information. Somehow you, you know, you got CC'd on an email, right, that was supposed to make to you or whatever. Just turn on your imagination. You have that information. You know, and you don't warn people, and people get killed just because you didn't warn them. Because the U.S. could, I mean, America could just defend themselves if you just warned them a day before at least. Everything would be fine. And no, you didn't. Thousands of people perish. I mean, it would be true, it would be right to say that it's our guilt, it's our fault, because we didn't warn. We knew, but we didn't. And guys, I want to tell you, I know, I know we come here and we just, we just blow through the services often, but, but we know, we know certain things that, that, that a lot of people don't. We know of those attacks come. We know of those, we know of things that, that are about to, you know, to bring the humankind down, down, you know. And we know about, that are bringing the humankind down now already. I mean, we know it, we see it. I mean, it, it just look, you know, look at people who, who play games, who watch movies, who are just plugged into this world. I mean, you, you'll see that 
you know, they are pretty much being devoured by the enemy right now. It's right there. It's, it's, it's no secret. And I just want to close with talking about my, you know, personally what kind of what I'm feeling and what, you know, we're talking about at home. And, you know, there's you know, a certain thing that's coming up. And, and I wasn't able, like, I wasn't, I was about, like, hard to make a decision to do it. And, 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 you know, no other, but, you know, my wife has asked me a question. Like, she goes, well, you don't want to do this. If you would be single, would you do this? You know, and she told it differently to me. I said, well, honey, if you would be single, would you do it? But you know, to me, it sounded like, would you do this if you would be single? Just answer me right now, <laughs> you know? That's how it sounds in my mind because, like, God was speaking to me at that point. And it's like, that's one of those lambs in my life, you know, that just, <laughs> just bugs me all the time about doing the right things. And, and I was like, why did you ask such a straight question? You know, it's like, like I need to go. So I, I went, and I, I went, and I was like, you just get the kids ready. We're going to leave, like, in, you know, 30, 40 minutes, whatever. I, you know, so, you know, I got my, you know, I know what I'm doing. Like, that's what I was acting like. And I went and started praying, and, and God said, imagine four things. You, you know, it costs you nothing. You're single. Your, your boss actually, you know, will give you, like, a pat on the back, or maybe even promote you if you do it, and you will be as comfortable or even more comfortable than, than your home. Would you do it? And he said, don't lie to me right now. <laughs> like, you know, when God talks to you and he asks you questions like that, like, you don't lie to him. Like, well, God, you know that I would do it. And he goes, okay. Well, and then he started adding things in, and, and then I started seeing where I would trip if, if like, what it means, like if it, like, you know, living your family or something else or money or comfort, then I don't want to do it. Then he said, well, if you say that you will die for me, but you don't want to leave your family, don't want to pay the price, like money, dollars, don't want to do that, then who told you you will die for me when the time comes, if the time comes? And I was like, oh, wow. You know, it's like, he, I just walk out, and I did something right there, right then, because I want, I want to, I want to. You know, dying for him is not, somebody will have the honor, somebody won't. I know, I know people think lunatics when, you know, when people say this, talk about dying for Christ, people out, you know, in the world probably just think, just it's crazy. But, you know, it's like, it's like, how faithful are we? I mean, are we, are, we, are we faithful enough to just leave our comfort, leave the money, and forget what we have? And, and, and if God gives us a car, then we have a car. If he gives us a house, we have a house. I mean, I want a house. I want a house with a, you know, big basement, 100% soundproof, you know, so kids can be there. You know? I dream about things, trust me. But I love my kids, but it, they're very loud sometimes. And, and it's like... You know, it's like, I, 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 I want things. I want to go on vacation. I want to do things. And I, and I have things. But I'm like, but it's like, if I have it because God gives me, awesome. Awesome. If that won't distract me, awesome. But if that's something that's pulling me away, and God has spoken to me about things like that, you know, and, and, he, and I told him, take me away if I can give it, give it up. So he would take it away. And so I learned to just give it up, you know. Because it's just easier that way. At least it benefits somebody. And, and, you know, 
like honestly, like Marina and I were like we we're talking. We, we you you think we're crazy, but we sit and have a like a family dinner, you know, a form of family dinner that you know with three kids, small kids, right? It's nothing fancy. It's just like you know, as long as the whole floor is not in crumbs, you know, and <laughs> just the food makes it to the mouth. It's already pretty cool, but it's like we sit and we you know what we talk about. She's like sitting and telling them. Even if we will die, if we will be killed for faith, if we will be taken away, whatever, you never give up Christ. And they're like, I know, Mama. I remember you told me, if anything, we just close our eyes, and, and then we're in with Jesus, you know? And even if not. And I was like, I was like and then I was like, this is normal, you know? I didn't even make a big deal out of it. But then I was like, what mother is talking about her, you know, that stuff to her children, right? And then, and then she tells me, honey, like, don't worry about me and kids. We'll do something, you know. Any, any, don't worry about. It. We'll figure it out. And I was like, I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> I was like, well, and she goes, like, if you ever need to die for Christ, you know. <laughs> and uh, it's funny, and, and I, of course it would be. I mean, of course it would be a tragedy. I mean, of course it would be sad. Of course, but, but I'm saying that, guys. I mean, we don't, we don't know. I'm just saying that we don't know where we are in this life. We don't know how penetrated, you know, this country is, how, how broken it is. We don't see it with God's eyes, and, and we don't know when Jesus will come and how he will come and how many will die. I mean, some people say, no, we will be, all be raptured. Before, we will all be taken away by Jesus before his second coming, something like that. You know, it's like, it's like yeah, but you, you go tell that to Iraqis, Iraqi Christians, you know, right now. What about them? Did they not read that scripture, you know, the same Bible that you read? And, and I just, you know, I just want us to start asking those hard questions. I, uh, guys, I'm, I'm before you, I'm with my whole heart open. I am I'm asking the same questions myself. I'm going through the same thing. I, I know I'll fall asleep in God's presence and feeling like that's it, everything for God. Today, tomorrow I'll wake up and I'll be like, man, I, like, Overnight, my, my roots grew into this soil again, into this house, into this car and job and everything else. How does that happen? And you have to pull it out in the morning again. And it's like, it's just us, you know. It's, that's just how we are. But I just, I just really want to remind us again, we will not retain anything on this earth. Whatever we do, whatever the things that actually will stay with us in eternity are the things we can't touch and feel, you know. It's not that not the tangible things, and so I let's just stand up and pray and and just think about it. think about what God was telling us today. Let's close our eyes and I just want to take a minute or two and, and just even if you don't know what it is right now, but 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 tell God that you want he, you want Him to ask you those questions. You want to come through as as somebody who's who is faithful to, to death, who is faithful to, to when it becomes uncomfortable and, 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 and when it hurts and, and when it's not what we want to do. Because it, it just, just might as well become that we do what we don't want to do. It's like, it's like it's told to Peter, right? You were young and you went where you wanted, you did what you wanted, but you'll grow old and and they will, they will bind you up and lead you where you don't want to go. They will make you do what you don't want to do. 
what are you going to do at that point? Are you going to become bitter? Are you going to give up on Christ? Or are you going to still just remember that? Are, are the colors of heaven going to become more saturated for you at that moment? When you realize that it's closer. <laughs> Whether it's closer in time or, or closer in spirit, it doesn't matter. But it's closer. He is closer. It says, the Bible says that if we, if just for this life we, we, we put our hope in Christ, then we are to be pitted above, above all other men. Because we have left everything, all the easy stuff of this life to inherit something bigger. But if, if that bigger doesn't exist, then what's the point? But, you know, I know it exists. If it would be just for this life, I don't even want this life. There's nothing here that's stable, that's faithful. There's nothing on this earth that will survive through generations. Principles and, and, and you know, beliefs, things, those things don't stay. They don't even stay from age to age. Why would we want to invest into this, just into this temporary life? If God gives us something, praise God. But whatever we have is already enough to invest into the eternal, to build our relationship with the Father who have existed before the time began and He's, he's out of the time and he's, he's past the time. He will always be. There's, there's, his kingdom knows no end. Christ, Christ's kingdom knows no end. His dominion will, will be endless. It will not be just this earth. It will be everything. And in Him are all those good things and, and, and all the interesting stuff and everything we desire is in Him. The joy, the peace, the happiness is in Him. There's nobody else. There's nobody else like Him. And He wants, he wants more people. He wants everybody to know that. He wants, he wants everybody to get to spend the eternity with Him the way He sees it. He wants to be able to bless everybody, everybody, every single person. He wants to make it easier for them. He wants to lighten up their days, their nights. He wants to make it so that they, so they love this life that He gave them. Not because of the things, but because of Him. Because this is another day that they get to know Him. They get to speak to Him. They get to hear Him. God has given us something. He has given us light inside. He has given us fire. And we, we, have, we, we can't take it to others so others can get warm. Others can, can catch that fire. Others can understand that, man, this life is so much bigger than, than the things, than the career, than, than my family, than, than everything I have. It's so much bigger, so much more beautiful. Yes, we'll have things yes we'll have fun yes we'll do things but but it doesn't even compare to what we will have in heaven and God wants as many people as possible to get to heaven and that possible that possible depends on us in a great in a big way that possible depends on us because what's possible will be will be whether we go or not whether we do or not that's that's really what defines what, what God can do here. He wants, he wants, he needs people to go and speak. He said, said, you will do things greater than I have done. 
and he raised people from the dead he healed people he he cast out demons and he said you will do greater things that means we at least need to we need to have a dedication like he had we at least need to go and and seek God at night seek him in the morning seek him during the day just seek him and say God where do you want me to go where do you want what do you want me to do what are you doing what are you doing where are you leading me why why do I have this life why do I have health why do I have money why what for what for God it can't be just for me it can't be just for me because if it's just for me I'm gonna I'm gonna become disappointed at some point and I will not want anything it has to be about you and about your purpose Lord, lead us. Lead us, Lord.